0: The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.
1: All right, welcome to Grace in Focus once again. Today, Ken Yates and Bob Wilkin answer an interesting question about our status in heaven or the quality of our experience in the eternal state. Does the Bible say anything about this? Will there be haves and have-nots in heaven? Well, stay tuned. We'll get to that in just a minute. First, I want to tell you about our website, that is faithalone.org. Please be sure and go there and see all of the things that are available to you as resources from our ministry. There's also a way to give to this ministry if you're interested in that, and we would very much appreciate it. Very important at this time right now is to consider the Grace Evangelical Society's national conference. We do this every year. The 2023 version will be held May the 22nd through the 25th at Camp Copus in Denton, Texas. We want to invite you to that. If you've never been, we want you to come and experience it. There'll be lots of time and opportunities for great fellowship and learning about the free grace position. And please go to our website and find out more about it. It's faithalone.org. The registration fee is waived if you're a first-timer, so just go take a look at it and go ahead and register. We hope you'll be interested in joining us this May the 22nd through the 25th, 2023. All right, gentlemen. Will there be haves and have-nots in heaven?
0: Bob, you have a question that one of our listeners has sent in, and I think is an outstanding question. I know it's a question that a lot of people have, because I've heard it many times during the years.
2: Oh, absolutely. This is a pastor friend of mine, the initials NS, and he says, I have a question I've been struggling with for a while. Will there be poor people in heaven? Maybe not so much poor... But haves and have-nots, will we see those with more and wish we had lived better? And will we see those who have less and be thankful for the grace of God realized in our lives? This is just something that has been bugging me for a while. I don't know about you, Kim, but I really like that question. Oh, I do too. Because basically what he's asking is, does how we live now make an impact on the quality of our eternal experience.
0: And the answer to that is going to be absolutely.
2: And therefore, that does mean some are going to have more and some are going to have less. Right? Like some people are going to rule with Christ and some people aren't.
0: And then, of course, the implication of that is going to be, well, are we going to feel bad or are we going to feel jealous? So right. He doesn't word it like that. But
2: of course, we can say that everyone in eternity, in the kingdom, that is, all believers are going to have joy forever. There's not going to be such thing as a believer who is tormented, a believer who's bummed out for eternity, or anything like that. All believers are going to have joy forever. But just like in this life, not all believers have the same experience with the Lord. That'll be true in the life to come. And people, when they talk about this, about the haves
0: and have-nots, and aren't there going to be jealousy, and, and I know that all... Illustrations fall short. But one that helps me is some may know that I was in the military and I was in the military a long time and there were lots of people who outranked me. Even when I retired, I still there were people who outranked me.
2: Yeah, because Lieutenant Colonel is below Colonel, and which is generals, below general one, two, three, four.
0: Right. And then I knew people who had certain awards certain metals that I did not have. And they were honored as a result of the metals that they had that I didn't have. But I can honestly say that even in my flesh, even with my sinful nature, I didn't walk around saying, oh, man, you know, woe is me. You know, <laughs> I just hate. No, I loved being in the military. I thought it was a privilege. I enjoyed yep. it. I thought I was, to use the word, blessed. Yep. And I didn't look around and say, oh, wait a second. Look at that colonel over there. You know, he, he's got his own parking place. He, <laughs> he gets more money than I do. I don't ever remember thinking that. So certainly in the kingdom, when... And by the way, in the military, when I looked at those people, I said, well, they deserve those privileges. Right. I mean, they've been in longer than me. They've worked harder or whatever. Or if they did some heroic thing in battle and they got this medal that I didn't get because I didn't do that heroic thing in battle, I didn't begrudge them for it. And so certainly in the kingdom of God, when we're at the judgment seat of Christ and the king who never makes mistakes, never misjudges, says, "This is what is deserved." And I don't have a sin nature. Of course, I'm going to say, "Well, absolutely." And you'll be happy for that, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, you know, and
2: you won't be jealous. No, I won't be jealous because I'll, jealousy would be sin. Right. right, and I won't have a. I won't be able to sin. Right, right. Now, let me go on the other side of it, though. Might there be the feeling he talks about that you go, "I wish." I had been, let's say I, I'm not one of those chosen to rule with Christ because I don't endure to the end. Remember Paul said, sure. if we endure, we will reign with him. Right. Second Timothy two twelve. if we deny him, he will deny us. That is, deny us the privilege of, of reigning. If I'm not one of those chosen to rule, might I not think, I wish I had been faithful?
0: Well, I certainly think that at the judgment seat of Christ, we
2: will. I mean, I remember I talked to Zane Hodges about this. And he thought that we were naive to think that there will only be positive experiences in the eternal kingdom because he thought if there were only positive feelings, then you wouldn't have the range of feelings that God wants us to have. Like he thought that let's say we had to wait in a line (laughs) in the kingdom Let's say, like Frank Carmichael wrote a book called The Mega Reunion. He's got people coming in from all over outer space to come to Jerusalem for this feast day. And they're having to wait as the spaceships are unloading people as they dock. And he has them kind of anxious. Well, Zane didn't think that was something that would be impossible in a glorified body. We could experience some level of... I'm slightly frustrated here. Mm -hmm. I'm slightly anxious. I'd like this to move faster. But without sin, without cussing, without hitting anybody, (laughs) without an outburst of wrath. In the same way, he thought we might experience regret that would last forever. In other words, a billion years after we're on the new earth, if you're still not reigning, which you wouldn't be if you're not chosen because you're either going to reign or you're not going to reign forever— you would still have a sense of regret, and yet you'd be perfectly content. Well, I'll give you an example. I was pre-med in college. I actually had, if I remember right, six interviews, and I didn't get accepted to medical school, and thank God I didn't because my whole life would have been a different direction, and I don't believe it would have been as full as this direction. If I had gotten into medical school, my life would have been different. I would have had more money. I would have had more prestige and other things. But I don't at all begrudge people who are doctors. In fact, I'm happy for them. And I don't begrudge them the money they make. I don't begrudge them the honor they receive, you know, all those things. And in this case, I don't want it. But let's say it was something I still wanted. Well, then wouldn't I have still some regret at age 70? Now, like I say, the example breaks down because I don't really regret I didn't become a doctor. But it seems to me that every believer in the eternal kingdom will want to serve Christ as fully as possible. And if they're not allowed to reign, then that'll be something that I'm sorry that didn't happen, but I'm fully content.
0: Yeah, you could be fully content, but would we say then that the desire there is a godly one? I regret that I'm not able to do this, and that is a godly desire, that, right. uh, that I couldn't serve him more abundantly, or right. whatever word I want to say.
2: Let's talk about a few verses that suggest that we haves and have-nots. For example, in the Minas, the first servant in Luke nineteen eleven through 27, the first one is told, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful or will have authority over 10 cities. Right. The second guy just hears, you also be over five cities. Well, that's having and having less. Right.
0: And, <laughs> and the and, third
2: one doesn't get to rule at all.
0: And even in the second one, the praise. He and he hear, doesn't hear the praise. Well done. No good. Right. right. And so there's different levels, obviously.
2: Yeah. You know, and right. you also have, like we mentioned before, Second 2 Timothy 2.12, Not everybody's going to rule. So some rule over a lot of cities, some less cities, some maybe one city, like maybe some even one small city or part of a city. But then some won't rule at all.
0: Right. And the whole book of Hebrews is about this, of being metakoi, right. being partners and with Christ. And what's a
2: metakoi? a partner? A okay. partner
0: with Christ. It's used in the Gospels where the disciples who were partners in a fishing business, right? they were metakoi together. They're in that business together, and those were close, intimate partners with them.
2: And some believers will be, and some won't. Right. Even uh, though all believers will be with him forever. It's so
0: clear that there's going to be differences. In fact, it would be unjust if there wasn't differences.
2: It seems to me that's true because Paul said, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, that will he also reap. If that weren't the case, then why would God say that? And Jesus said it repeatedly. Matthew sixteen twenty-seven, the minas, the talents, all kinds of times. Let's go over a few of the things that the overcoming believers, the ones who rule with Christ, will have from Revelation 2 and 3 and 21 and 22. So, can you name some of the things the overcomer gets that non-overcomers won't get?
0: He gets to sit on a throne. He gets a white stone. He gets a new name.
2: Okay, a white stone with a new name on right. it. Right. How and, about foods? Right. Any special
0: foods? Yes, he gets the uh, tree of life.
2: He gets uh, to eat the fruit of the tree. of A different fruit every month—twelve different ones—and becomes what, a pillar in in the temple. In the, whatever that means. Whatever that means. <laughs> right. And also, doesn't he get some kind of angel food cake or something? What's that called? <laughs> Oh, it's called the hidden man. Yeah, I, think there, I
0: knew there was a Cordy joke coming. I in there.
2: know, no, it's hidden manna. and there's also special clothes, right? Special white garments, white garments, right? And probably there's going to be some level of glow. I call it a glowometer. You know, <laughs> remember that uh, Moses was glowing after he would meet with Jesus. It's quite possible that Jesus will have the ultimate glow, and then depending on how much we rule, glowing on down the road. But uh, it seems like even the countenance will be different for the overcomers. Sure. And depending on how much they overcome. So there will be haves and there will be have-nots. There's not going to be any jealousy. We're all going to be content. We're all going to be satisfied. But now is the time we have to prepare for them, right?
0: That's exactly right.
2: So therefore, what do we need to do, Ken? Keep grace in focus.
1: Ken Yates' brand new book about his daughter, entitled Elizabeth, featured here earlier this month, is available now on our website, faithalone.org. Get half price through January 31st, 2023, when you use the code word podcast. That's faithalone.org. Would you like to deepen your understanding of Scripture and the Christian life? Well, a great place to start is our website. It's faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We've got all kinds of free materials on the site available for you. One of those, which is extremely popular, is our magazine, Grace in Focus. It comes out six times a year. It's full color, easy to read. And people are really growing who read it. So stop by and get a free subscription at faithalone.org. We would like to thank all of our financial partners who help us keep this show going. All gifts are tax deductible and very much appreciated. If you'd like to find out how you can be a financial partner, visit us at faithalone.org. We are so happy when we hear from listeners Maybe you've got a question or comment or feedback. If so, please send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. And next time on Grace and Focus, we're going to look at 1 Peter 1 and Romans 8 and ask the question, is there any difference in the word elect and the word predestined in the Bible? Please be sure to join us. That's next time on Grace in Focus. This is the Grace Evangelical Society reminding you to always keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.